Join Nash, Wells, and Zach on the Tripod Sports Podcast. The madness in March known as the NCAA Basketball Tournament for 2021. So now we're going to break down the NCAA Tournament. We're going to go by West Region, East Region, South Region, and Midwest Region. We're going to give you our picks for this year's tournament, and we're going to let you know of any upsets we have, any interesting games that we think are going to be really close that could go either way. And so we're just going to get it started right here in the West Region, guys. Gonzaga versus the 16 seed, the play-in game that is going on tonight. I think we would all agree that we have Gonzaga moving on. Is that correct? Yes, the 16 seed will not pull off a miracle in this case. No UMBC versus uh, Virginia this year? No, I'm afraid not. Not with the Zags, not with Mark Few. And I'm on the same same wavelength there, not, not, not seeing it happen. Yeah, so uh, that is a sweep for the tripod with Gonzaga moving on to the round of 32, unsurprisingly, of course. So, guys, next we have an interesting 8-9 matchup, the Big 12 versus the SEC, Oklahoma and Missouri. Who do you have moving on, Wells? Uh, I've got Oklahoma moving on. This was a tough game to pick. I'd like to see Missouri win, uh, to see the SEC do well. Uh, one of Oklahoma's uh, best players has been ruled out due to COVID, but I don't think it's going to matter. Um, Alabama played Oklahoma earlier this year without uh, Oklahoma having one of its best players, and they still got the win, so. I think Oklahoma takes this one. Zach, what about you, bud? I got the Sooners, man. Uh, but I will say the, those eight, nine matchups are always tough. Um, but I do have the Sooners moving on in that one. And that is a Sooner sweep for the boys of the tripod. I have Oklahoma moving on as well. Uh, I think Missouri's just been a little too inconsistent for my taste this year as far as being able to trust them in the postseason. So I do have Oklahoma advancing. And, guys, I will start off the next matchup in the West region. We have Creighton and University of California, Santa Barbara. And I have Santa Barbara winning this game, guys, the 12-5 upset over Creighton. I do as well. I got the uh, Gonchos of UC Santa Barbara upsetting Creighton. Um, I haven't seen them play this year, but I've heard really good things about them. And uh, we always know to pick a 12 over a 5 sometimes. Absolutely. Zach, what about you, man? I took the Blue Jays, man. Um... I, I just uh, wasn't in an upset mood yet, uh, filling out the bracket at that point in time. So I got the Jays in that one. Creighton is a good team. It's going to be be a tough game. They are, and I think that might be. I won't say it won't. I I won't say it'll be an underwatched game, but I think it's going to be an an under the radar game because it's not necessarily uh, two blue bloods squaring off by any means. But I do think that will be a very good game and one to keep an eye on. Next, guys, we're moving on to Virginia versus Ohio, and I have the Virginia Cavs of the ACC moving on to the round of 32. Yeah, I also have uh, Virginia moving on. I've seen some people uh, picking Ohio here in an upset because uh, Virginia had to pull out of the ACC tournament with some uh, COVID issues, but I think uh, Tony Bennett learned his lesson a few years ago against uh, – who was it they played? I know that's so bad I should remember. That's but. the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Yes, that, that team. I think he uh, learned his lesson. I don't think he's going to get eliminated in the first round this year. Make it a clean sweep for the Cavs. I've also got Virginia in that matchup. And once again, a sweep for the boys of the tripod. We're all taking Virginia. 
Next, guys, we have a very interesting 6-11 matchup. We have USC versus Drake. And, guys, I actually kind of went back and forth on this one because those 11-6 match, uh, excuse me, matchups are a little tricky sometimes. But, ultimately, I did go with the Power 5 program here, the USC Trojans, moving on to the round of 32. Yeah, fellas, I actually uh, just watched Drake win that game against Wichita State. Uh, I can assure you, I think USC has this one in the bag. I hope I'm not wrong, but USC does have one of the better players in the nation, so I'm going with USC. And I've got the Trojans on my end as well. Very nice. Well, boys, our brackets are lining up fairly closely to begin with in the West region. We're going to move on to a 314 matchup. We have Kansas taking on Eastern Washington. And, guys, I've got the Jayhawks moving on to the next round. Wells, what say you? I have the Jayhawks as well. Uh, too good of a team. Uh, Bill Self is a really good coach. I think that was a pretty easy pick. And a rock chalk for me on that one. And speaking of the chalk, it moves forward with all of us choosing Kansas to defeat Eastern Washington. All right, guys. Moving into the murky waters of the 7-10 matchup, much like the 8-9, it really could go either way. Not a lot of separation between the teams when they get into these particular seeding groups. We've got Oregon taking on VCU. And, guys, once again, I'm taking the Pac-12 and the Oregon Ducks. I'll take the Ducks in this one. Uh, Oregon always seems to be one of those uh, really good teams in March uh, in, the, in the big dance. Um, I, I like them over VCU here. Not a lot of rhyme or reason to my pick here, but I also took the Ducks in that one. And there we go. That is a clean sweep for the Ducks. We have them moving on to the round of 32. And, guys, I believe we would all share another consensus in saying that the Iowa Hawkeyes with Player of the Year, Luca Garza, leading the Hawkeyes to the next round. No Grand Canyon upsets here, is there? Uh, not oh, for me. Not for me. Got the got the uh, Hawkeyes in this one. Give me the Hawkeyes. There we go. So no uh, no fifteen two upset this year. Not in this one. I think uh, I think Iowa's too good with Garza and their three point shooting. Absolutely, I think Iowa is poised to make a fairly deep run, fellas. If I do say so myself. So we will move on to the East region of the tournament, and we have Michigan taking on Texas Southern. And guys, I've got the Wolverines moving on. However. They are going to be without uh, a player or two go uh, moving forward, excuse me, and we will see how that affects them later on down the road, but I don't think they will have any issue moving on past Texas Southern. Yeah, I got the Wolverines in this. The player you mentioned uh, is Isaiah Livers. Um, I don't remember what position he plays, but uh, but it will be – they'll have enough to win this game, absolutely. Give me the Wolverines. I've got Michigan in that matchup. All right, so Jawan Howard's squad is moving forward, according to the fellas of the Tripod Sports Podcast. Next, guys, we get to another tricky 8-9 matchup. We have the Louisiana State University Tigers taking on the St. Bonaventure, the Bonnies, in an 8-9 matchup. And, guys, I have the men of the SEC, the eight seed, LSU, moving on to the next round to take on Michigan. I do think this could be close, but after seeing LSU – play very well against the Tide in the SEC championship. I do give the edge to the Tigers. 
Yeah, I completely agree, Nash. I think this is actually going to be one of the one of the best first round games in the tournament. I think St. Bonaventure is really good. But after seeing that three headed monster of LSU against Alabama, uh, absolutely could not stop those boys and Watford uh, Smart and uh, Cam Thomas. I like LSU here. Yeah, fellas, I doubted LSU uh, in the SEC championship and I won't do that again. So I've got the Tigers in that one. And there we go, an LSU clean sweep. And they, according to us, will be moving on to face Michigan in that second round matchup. Guys, this one's been getting a lot of buzz as far as a potential 12-5 upset. We've got the Colorado Buffaloes taking on the Georgetown Hoyas. I will go ahead and say that I don't think Colorado will make a deep run, but I do have them getting past the Hoyas in the first round. I also have Colorado winning this game. I feel like uh, this has been the most popular 12 to 5 matchup. I think a lot of people have been picking Georgetown. Um, and for that reason, I think uh, Colorado will win. I think they uh, have one of the better guards in the nation in McKinley Wright. Um, I think they're tired of hearing how Georgetown is going to beat them. So I'm going Buffaloes. I've got the 12 5 upset here, fellas. Give me, give me Patrick Ewing led Hoyas in that one. I'm buying into the hype. There you go. I knew I knew Zach was going to break the mold here at some point. I'm oh, yeah. Into the hype. There we go. So, according to Zach, the chalk will not hold, but according to Wells and myself, it will. So, once again, Wells and I have Colorado advancing. Zach has the Hoyas. Next, guys, we move to a 4-13 matchup with the Florida State Seminoles taking on UNC Greensboro. And, guys, I think Florida State has been pretty consistent this year. They seem to under Leonard Hamilton, play very good basketball as they have for many years. And I've got the Seminoles advancing. Yeah, I think the Knolls are too big and too athletic. Uh, they're also another one of those teams that seem to seem to do really well in the, the big dance. So I got uh, the Seminoles. I also took the Florida State Seminoles in that one. Very nice. Clean sweep for the Knolls. Next, we move to a 6-11 matchup. And this is... Uh, BYU at the six awaiting the winner of a play-in game that consists of Michigan State and UCLA. And guys, I have the 11 seed, Michigan State or UCLA, defeating BYU as an upset in the East region. That's a good pick, Nash. Um, I, I made this pick assuming uh, Michigan State was going to beat UCLA. I know that game is actually about to tip off here. Uh, in a few minutes on Thursday night. Um, but I want to throw out an interesting stat here on the Michigan State uh, Spartans. To finish the year, Michigan State uh, beat number one seeded Illinois, number two seeded Ohio State, and number one seed Michigan. They beat all three of those teams late in the year just to be in this tournament. So uh, I like the Spartans here against uh, BYU. I'm uh I'm on I'm on board, guys. I also took the 11 seed and Wells kind of in a similar situation, um, assuming that will be uh, Tom Izzo and the Spartans. Um, but I like the 11 seed. Really, if, if even if UCLA pulls that one off, I like the 11 seed over BYU in that one. Yeah, that's a good point too. Two yeah. blue bloods. I I agree. I agree. I, if I'm BYU, I don't want to see either of those teams. So. I do, fellas, like the 11 seed upset, regardless of who plays Jim, BYU. Jim, Jim, Jimmer is not walking through that door. Nope, nope. 32 in, 32 in white or, or blue is, is not going to be shooting it from the logo for, for BYU. So, 
I'm with you, fellas. The 11 seed over the 6 seed. Next, we move on to a 314 matchup with Texas taking on Abilene Christian, and I have the Longhorns. Moving on, fellas. Shaka Smart and the Longhorns here. I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. Give me the Longhorns. Bevo the Bull. That's right. Gotta love him. Shout out to Wells' favorite Big 12 mascot. So, guys, we move on to another tricky 7-10 game with the UConn Huskies facing Wells Garner's favorite college uniform, the Maryland Terrapins. And fifth guys, favorite, man. Fifth favorite. Fifth favorite. You're right. You're right. You're right. Fifth favorite. So, guys, I'm going to take out of sheer, I guess, consistency of making the tournament in the past and knowing what Kimball Walker did as around the same seed. I think he and his UConn Huskies came in around seven or eight or nine and then moving on and winning the national championship. I'm taking the Huskies guys to beat Maryland in this first round game. Yeah, I've always liked uh, UConn's basketball team for some reason. You mentioned Kimball Walker and uh, also Shabazz Napier a few years later. Mm-hmm. Um, Maryland does have a, a former Alabama player on their roster in Galen Smith, but I think the Huskies win this game. I got the Huskies as well, fellas. Um, you know, coming from a university that's got the the powerhouse women's program that they do, um, I just think that I like the UConn Huskies to uh, to come in and, and take a game in the first round. There we go. So it's a clean sweep for the UConn Huskies. Guys, next, Wells, I know you're smiling big seeing this particular two-seed in the NCAA tournament. The Alabama Crimson Tide taking on the Iona Gales. Rick Pitino's squad coming in as a 15-seed. But, guys, it's just going to be too much for them. The Tide is going to roll on into the second round of the NCAA tournament. Yep, I got the Tide. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, I think they'll win uh, fairly easily. Um, Rick Pitino, legendary coach. I think he's going to have a very good game plan, and uh, those guys are going to be very disciplined. Um, but I think ultimately uh, Iona just doesn't have the horses to pull it off. Breaking news, Wells Garner took the Tide. What a – this is – Somebody big. check his temperature. Ro- Make sure ro- he's feeling um, okay. Ro- rolleth Tideth. Yeah, I've also got the tide in that one. Uh, you know, Rick Pitino, like like Will said, definitely one of the more legendary uh, coaches in in college basketball history. Uh, I think he'll definitely have some some good things up his sleeve, but but like Will said, I think the tide's just going to be too much for him to to pull off the fifteen two upset. So give me the tide in that one. Yeah. All right. So Wells, before we move on to the next region, I just I just want to kind of get a a scope of what you're expecting out of this game. So obviously a W, of course, because win in advance, that is the mantra of of March for this particular Alabama team. What are you looking for in this first round? You know, coming out to a hot start, I'm assuming, you know, no silly turnovers, no no shooting yourself in the foot. So just give me a little breakdown of what you're looking for. Yeah, just what you said, Nash. I want the team to, to look crisp, um, something to make you, I guess, uh, you feel feel a little bit conf- a, a bit of confidence going into the to the next round. You don't want to have any concerns, like uh, oh man, we turned the ball over a bunch, or oh we didn't shoot well. You you know you want those things to be clicking from the get go. I want to see the Tide knock down some threes, make their free throws, uh, keep the turnovers down. Uh, most importantly, keep everybody healthy. Um, get some guys playing time. I just I want to I want to feel confident going into that next round. Okay, so who do you think the X factor for the Tide is going to be for their potential run uh, 
throughout this NCAA tournament? Who, who, who's your guy? Who do you want to see step up? Who do you think is going to be an X factor for the Tide? John Petty is 100% that guy. He's the guy that we need to, we need to get going. Um, throughout the SEC tournament, uh, Herb Jones was doing his thing. Jaden Shackelford was doing his thing. Uh, Javon Quinterly was doing his thing off the bench, but John Petty was a little inconsistent. I think he's that X factor that uh, makes Alabama – takes them from a, a good team to just a, an excellent team. I think uh, they're capable of beating just about anybody when he's on. So I'm looking for John Petty to, to get off to a hot start. I agree with you 100%, Wells, because I was thinking while watching the SEC championship game, Quinter, if it hadn't have been for Quinterly and Shackelford, because Petty was off in that game. You know, he, he wasn't shooting his best. He wasn't, I don't think, playing his best. And ha had it not been for JQ and, and um, Shackelford, you know, the, the scope of that game could have gone very differently had they not been playing oh, yeah. up to the level that, that they were. And Petty had some good looks, but I think he did have – I think he made three threes against Tennessee and three threes against LSU, but the percentages weren't very good. He was missing quite a bit more than he was making, so I'd like to see him be more efficient. Sure thing, sure thing. And I feel like um, another thing that I watched in the SEC tournament championship game was Trenton Watford down low against Alex Reese. I mean, he was just eating his lunch, man. And I was thinking, what's Alabama going to do when they get a little deeper in the tournament against some of these teams that are just absolutely massive down low on the block and in the paint. And so Herb Jones, outstanding defender, SEC player of the year, but he is a lean six, seven, six, eight, Alex Reese, not exactly the quickest guy in the world and not the biggest guy down low. So is that a worry or a concern for you as a Bama fan when you move further along in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, you don't want Herb really banging down there in the post um, for concern of him getting uh, some fouls and having to sit early in the game. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know that there's many teams that do have a big man with quite the skill set of Trenton Watford, though. Um, and then also Javante Smart and Cam, Ta Cam Thomas to balance that as well. Um, but that is something to watch for the Tide uh, going forward for sure. Absolutely. Well, I know Tuscaloosa will be buzzing for their first round matchup against Iona. So I'm sure Wells is going to be a great atmosphere around town. But we will move on to the south region of the tournament with the Baylor Bears taking on Hartford. And fellas, I think we would all agree that Baylor will be taking this particular 116 matchup. Yep, I'm going with the Bears. However, I, I will say... Um, I don't think Baylor's qu playing quite as well uh, late in the season as they were earlier in the season. I've got the Bears on that one also, boys. Clean sweep for the Big 12 Bears. All right, guys, another 8-9 matchup that I'm really intrigued by. And, guys, honestly, in, in any other season, this could almost be a national championship matchup. North Carolina Tar Heels at 8, Wisconsin Badgers at 9. And, fellas, just out of sheer blue bloodsness, I've got the North Carolina Tar Heels moving on to face Baylor in the next round. Yeah, give me Roy Williams here. Uh, no matter what their record shows, North Carolina can rebound the heck out of the basketball. So they're going to crash those boards and beat Wisconsin, I think. I got the Tar Heels in this one too, fellas. Although I will say this one was, you know, the 8-9 matchups are already tough anyway, but this one was just particularly tough. Um, kind of like what you said, Nash. I, I went with North Carolina just because of a – 
I've been there, done that kind of thing. You know, I know Wisconsin's in the tournament a lot, but but Roy Williams, uh, I think his boys can do it. I agree, Zach. And, and well, it's going off of your point, too, just the experience factor of Roy Williams. I think he could be the X factor just as much as a player on the court with his experience and knowledge of having been there before and won it before. I like the Tar Heels, guys. So then we move on to a 5-12 matchup with the Villanova and Winthrop. And, guys, I already have one 12-5 upset. Make it two. I've got Winthrop taking down Villanova. I've actually got Nova in in this one. Um, Nova's starting point guard, Colin Gillespie, is hurt. Um, that may have had some influence on your pick, Nash. Um but I think uh, two-time national champion Jay Wright, I think he'll figure out how to how to win this first game. So I guess I'm the I'm the deciding pick in this one, um, and I am on the side of Mr. Carrington in this oh. matchup. I actually mm. took the I Check took the temp. Winthrop Eagles for the for the twelve-five upset. Um, you know, I think I think Winthrop played a pretty solid season this year, um, and and like you said, Wells. Uh, Nova missing one of the one of the better guys on the squad. So so give me the twelve five upset in that one. I like it, they've Zach. Only, they've only lost one game this guy this year, guys. So I think that's a that's a good pick. Absolutely. And I think that they they are a quality opponent. And I think Villanova will have to play a very, a very solid game. This will not be a Gonzaga versus the 16 seed matchup. So they're really gonna have to bring it. So, Zach and I take Winthrop. Wells has Villanova. And, guys, moving on to a 4-13 seed uh, matchup. We have Purdue versus North Texas. And I'm going to send the Boilermakers on to the round of 32. Boilermakers in this one. I think they have a guy that's 7'4". So, that's just not even I don't, I don't know what I don't know what uh, North Texas is going to do about that. I am in complete agreement, fellas. Give me the Purdue, Drew Brees, I mean, uh, Boilermakers. <laughs> Shout out to Breezy number nine. Just said he was going to retire from the NFL. One of the all-time greats. Shout out. Future Hall of Famer for sure. No doubt about it. Guys, moving on to the next matchup, Texas Tech at, coming in at the sixth seed and Utah State at the 11th seed. And, guys, I am taking Utah State, an 11th seed, to take down the number six seed, Texas Tech Red Raiders. I'm going chalk here. I'm going with the Red Raiders. Uh, they got my boy, Mac McClung, on the team. I've been watching his highlights uh, since he was putting up 40 points in high school. Um, he started out at Georgetown, but he transferred to Texas Tech. I like them in this game. Nash, Raider Red is going to be very disappointed in you for that pick. He um, is. I know. Yeah, that's I, true. I mean, come on, man. You just you lifted him up on the pedestal last week just to bring him crashing back down this week. Um I took Texas Tech in that one though. I like I'm with Wells in that one. I like the I like the Red Raiders in that one. Yeah, guys. And I, obviously I wouldn't be surprised if Texas Tech wins, but you got to sprinkle those upsets in there somewhere every now and then. And Utah State for me over Texas Tech was one of the ones I thought could happen more so than not. But it will be an interesting matchup nonetheless. Moving forward, we got Arkansas at a number three seed taking on Colgate and Guys, I got the hogs moving on to the round of 32. Yep, I got the must bus moving on. Uh, this is supposed to be a really good game. Um, however, I don't know much about Colgate um, other than it is a toothpaste brand. Not as good as Crest, I might add. Um, but I got the hogs. 
I took uh, I I did not pull a Nash and and let my mascot down. I took the Razorbacks in that one. Um, I think they underperformed a little bit in the SEC tourney, but I think they're they're going to bounce back and and take a pretty pretty good first round matchup there with Colgate. Yep, I'm with you both, boys. Blue Pig, moving on. And then we come to another very interesting 7-10 matchup. We got the Florida Gators over the Virginia Tech Huskies at the 10 seed. But guys, I'm going to take the Virginia Tech uh, did I say Huskies? Virginia Tech Hokies. Holy cow. Guys, I'm losing my mind. I'm going to take the Virginia Tech Hokies over Florida. I just think they're well, it's really not because of Virginia Tech necessarily. It's because of the inconsistency I've seen out of Florida this year. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to take Virginia Tech to move on. I've got the Gators here for the SEC. Um, I think Trey Mann is going to turn up and uh, play some good ball. So I like the Florida Gators here. Nash, you know, they can be the Virginia Tech Huskies if you want them to be. I mean, who's to say they can't, you know? (laughs) That's that's what I'm Um, saying. Although I will say I cannot agree with you more uh, in one facet, and I've got the I've got the Hokies in that one as well. Uh, just like what you said, uh, I think Florida has been too inconsistent on the hardwood this year, and so uh, I got I got the Hokies in that one. Yeah, like we said, fellas, those seven ten matchups really could go either way, just like the eight nines. And so, uh, moving on a little bit, guys, uh, to close out and then jump into the Midwest region. I think we would all agree we have the Buckeyes moving on over Oral Roberts and then Illinois defeating Drexel to go to the second round. Any disagreements there? None from None me. From me. There wow, we go. Jinx. Yeah, absolutely. The the moment that we take it for granted, that's when something crazy happens. And that's why it's called March Madness. Future has a song about it. <laughs> but anywho. That, hey, that should be our uh, intro on this uh on this pod. Yeah. Oh, I wish. But then I'd take, have to take- I'd have to pay him like two point five million for sure. <laughs> to, to be able to license it so crowdfunding everybody if you want to help us get the publishing rights to, to march madness yes we'll start do. a good fund me there we go i'm sure it would catch on so uh getting into the midwest region like i said we have the clean sweep for the illini going to the next round but we have yet one more and it's our final eight nine matchup and it's coming out of the midwest region loyola chicago sister Jean. Coming in at an eight seed, and then the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets coming in at the nine seed. And guys, I think this is going to be another great eight nine matchup, much like the LSU St. Bonnie's matchup. But I'm taking the ACC. I'm going to choose Georgia Tech, the nine seed, to uh, defeat Loyola Chicago and move on to the next round. I'm taking the boys from Chicago in this one. Originally, not, not a bad pick. When I woke up this morning, I had Georgia Tech in this game, but just a few hours ago, it was announced that the ACC Player of the Year, Moses Wright, for Georgia Tech, will not be playing in this game. So, for that reason, I flipped to Loyola Chicago. Give me Sister Jean and the Ramblers in that one, man. There's no no doubting. I, I, no doubting them. Give me give me Chicago, Loyola Chicago there. Not a bad pick, fellas. Not a bad pick. Honestly, I feel like who whomever wins this game and, you know, tip of the cap to you for, for winning a game in the tournament. But I feel like it's going to be short-lived whenever the winner of said matchup takes on Illinois in the next round. But that's why they play the game. 
I don't disagree. So, I don't disagree. Moving on to another 5-12, our final 5-12 matchup, the Tennessee Volunteers taking on Oregon State, the Pac-12 tournament champs. And, fellas, I have bashed Tennessee openly and consistently on this program in one way, shape, or form, whether it's their uniforms, whether it's their football team, or their basketball team. But today is the day that I show Tennessee a little bit of love and have them advancing over the Oregon State Beavers and moving on to the next round at the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I've got Tennessee, too. Just like uh, LSU, they really seem to – really seemed to come into form there in the SEC tournament. Uh, looked really good against Alabama. They were up by 15 in the first half. Uh, Jaden Springer and uh, Keon Johnson absolutely killed Alabama with mid-range jump shots. Um, both of them are going to be future NBA players. So I like the Vols here. And I've got the Vols as well, boys. And one more thing to add about this Tennessee-Oregon State matchup, a questionable John Fulkerson for Tennessee. Yep. Moving on to the 4-13 matchup of the Midwest region, Oklahoma State over Liberty. Guys, I've got the Cowboys. I got Oklahoma State simply for Cade Cunningham, uh, the best player in this tournament probably. I'm going to be number one pick in the draft next year. But I think Liberty is a team to keep an eye on. They have some sharpshooters. And I also have the Cowboys on that one. So make it a clean sweep for Oklahoma State. Absolutely. And Wells, I have a feeling I might know which way you're leaning, and I would like to make a prediction before you give your pick on this 6-11 matchup with San Diego State and Syracuse. And I wanted so bad to pull the trigger on the orange because of Jim Beheim and because of that 2-3 zone. It just gives teams in the tournament absolute fits. But I do think San Diego State's going to win this game. I think it's going to be very close, but would not surprise me in the least if Syracuse wins this game. And so I'm going to guess, Wells, that you have the orange moving on over San Diego State. Am I right? No, man. I got the Aztecs. Oh. I got the Aztecs in this one. Kawhi Dude, went, this shocked. one's for Kawhi Leonard, man. For Kawhi. I can't, I can't pick Tennessee, Oklahoma State, and Syracuse all in a row. That's way too much orange. Hey, man, the Midwest is painted orange. Painted. You got uh, Illinois up there and then uh, Clemson down here at the bottom. That's right. I uh, I also, Nash, had a little bit of a time with that one. Um, but in the end, I, I took San Diego State as well. I just um, – Cuse hasn't been this year what, what they tend to be sometimes. Um, and, and I just like the Aztecs in that one. Well, there you have it. It's a clean sweep for the Aztecs, which means Syracuse is going to win this game, guys. So uh... – <laughs> oh, <golly. laughs> So, moving on to – the 314 matchup of the Midwest is West Virginia taking on Moorhead State. And guys, I have the Mountaineers moving on to the next round. West Virginia and Bob Huggins in this one. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you, fellas. Uh, another legendary coach um, in the ranks of the NCAA. Uh, give me the Mountaineers in that one. 100%. So a Mountaineer clean sweep. Moving on to. Wells' second favorite team in, in college athletics, Clemson at the number seven mm. versus Rutgers at the 10 seed. And, guys, you know, I'm going to break Henry's heart, uh, the, the Rutgers Scarlet Knight, but I'm going to show some love to one of my favorite collegiate football uniforms and go with the Clemson Tigers to advance to the next round. 
Well, Nash, I actually took Rutgers in this one. Hey, simply, now, because, sim- 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 simply because of your mascot pick. There uh, we go. Last week. And uh, also, uh, just can't pick Clemson. Can't do it. I, uh, I actually took the Scarlet Knights in this one as well. Um, I think that, to me, um, the ACC has been a little unimpressive this year uh, in the ranks of basketball. You know, with Duke being down, I, there, were, there wasn't really – you know, Virginia had a good year, but – not really a team in the ACC that just popped out as a uh, super solid squad to me. So uh, I've got the Scarlet Knights in that one. And there you have it. It is a split in this particular 7-10 matchup between the three of us. Could go either way, fellas. Like we said, the 7-10, you never truly know. And then finally, the last game that we will cover in the round of 64 is Houston versus Cleveland State. And guys, I've got the group formerly known as Phi Slamma Jamma and the Houston Cougars moving on as the two seed to the next round to take on the Clemson Tigers. Give me Houston in this one. I'm in a hundred percent agreement. Got the, got the Cougs in that one. Very nice. Well, guys, this is kind of how we'll handle this next segment. We'll go through the, the West, the East, the mid, or excuse me, the, the West, the East, the South, and then the Midwest. Let's just go down each matchup that we have. And if you have, a particular upset that you'd like to point out and say the chalk doesn't move. Uh, let's go ahead and give those. So I will, I'll go first. Wells will pitch it to you. And then Zach will let you close this out. So guys uh, have Gonzaga. I do have uh, UCSB defeating Virginia to make it to the sweet 16. So that's going to be my, my somewhat Cinderella, we'll call it. Uh, we have us. I do have USC taking on Kansas and winning. And then I have Iowa advancing. I have Michigan going forward, Florida State, Texas, Alabama, Baylor, Purdue getting the best of Winthrop, Arkansas defeating Utah State, Ohio State advancing over Vatech. And then in the Midwest, I have the Chalk advancing, except for I do have San Diego State defeating West Virginia. So those are my hot takes for the round of 32. Wells, what about you? Yeah, guys, this second round is where I have more of my upsets, I would say. Uh, but in the West region, I got the Zags over Oklahoma. Uh, then I have UC Santa Barbara over Virginia as well, going with the Ganchos there. And then I have USC beating Kansas. Uh, Evan Mobley, like I mentioned before, really good. I think they beat Kansas. Then I have Oregon beating Iowa here mm-hmm. in the second round. Um, you just didn't let up, did you, Wells? Didn't let up there in the second round. Upset City. Then we move on to the East. I am taking LSU over Michigan. That's not That's a right. bad pick. That is not a bad I'm pick. I'm taking that three-headed monster over Michigan there. Michigan's also losing a player like you like you mentioned, Nash. I think that's a potential upset. Um, then I got Florida State over Colorado. I got Texas uh, ending the Michigan State run, I believe. Then I've got Alabama beating the Huskies. Shocker. Shocker there, boys. <laughs> then we go to the South. I've got Baylor beating North Carolina. I've got Purdue uh, beating Villanova. Not even sure Villanova is going to be in that spot, but I've got Purdue advancing anyway. Um, then I've taken Texas Tech over Arkansas. I think this pr- might be one of the, the best games of the second round is Texas Tech versus Arkansas. But ultimately, I went with Texas Tech. Then I got Ohio State over Florida. In the Midwest, I've got Illinois over over Loyola, Chicago. Then Oklahoma State beating Tennessee. 
uh, San Diego State beating West Virginia and Houston beating Rutgers. All right, Zach, who do you have advancing out of the round of 32 into the Sweet 16? So, uh, I did not go as upset crazy as, as Wells um, in the round of 32. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the West, uh, I'm, I'm taking the chalk all the way. I've got Gonzaga over Oklahoma. I took the Cavaliers over Creighton. Um, I like the Jayhawks over the USC Trojans and the Iowa Hawkeyes over the Oregon Ducks in that one. Oh, my. So, just uh, pretty pretty standard following the chalk on those. That's dangerous um, territory, Zach, that's, when you, when you do dangerous. that. Hey, you know what? I knew ultimately I needed to be a little different. You know, I mean, you want to go upset city, but, I mean, if everybody goes upset city, then, I mean, where's the excitement? So, I'm uh, – I went, I went top seat all the way in that one. Um, I've got a couple, couple ones down on the list here that we're getting to. Um, in the East, I do like the Wolverines over the LSU Tigers. Uh, in that one, I think, I think Michigan's playing some good ball. Uh, I do have Patrick Ewing's Georgetown Hoyas Cinderella story ending in the round of thirty-two. Florida State moving on in that one. Um, and again, here, here we go. Here's, here's an upset for you fellas. Uh, I like Michigan State. Uh, hopefully, but again, even UCLA, um, I've, I've got them over Texas in the round of 32. I think the Longhorns uh, March Madness bid is short-lived, and then I've got the Tide over the Yukon Huskies. Uh, down in the South region, uh, took took Baylor over North Carolina. I've got Purdue ending Winthrop's hopes at a championship uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks over the Red Raiders and Ohio State taking down the Hokies of Virginia Tech. Um, and then in the Midwest, Illinois handling Loyola Chicago pretty well. Um, I took Tennessee, the Vols, over Oklahoma State in that matchup. Um, I like the West Virginia Mountaineers over the San Diego State Aztecs and the Houston Cougars taking Rutgers out of the equation. And Nash, do you hear, Nash, do you hear that sound? I do. Well, what it's, is it? It's, it's the uh, the shrieking sound of nails going across the chalkboard. <laughs> Man, that's why it is madness, and that's what we love about March. I'm telling you. Hey, but Nash, uh, Zach picked the uh, the tide, so it's all good in the hood. And there you have it, folks. Spoken from a true Bama fan himself. So we're going to skip over the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, guys, because a lot can happen between now and then. We did just kind of want to preview, give a little appetizer, a little, little taste of what we think the tournament's going to look like, and we will dive into the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight a little bit closer to when that time comes to see how right or probably wrong we are about all of these matchups. But we're going to jump to the Final Four and put on record our predictions for who is going to end up as one of the final four teams and ultimately in the national championship. But we'll each go through our final four and then we will see who the men of the tripod have winning the national championship. So guys from the West and East regions, I've got one seed Gonzaga taking on Florida state in a West versus East region matchup. And then I have from the South, the Baylor bears taking on the Illinois fighting Illini. Wells, what say you, man? Who's in your final four? Uh, I've got the Zags advancing from the West to the final four. I think they handle business pretty easily up to that point. 
Um, out of the East region, I've got my tide. I think this squarely depends on John Petty. Um, I think if he's on, Alabama is certainly capable of making it to this point. Uh, if he's if he's off, I think they'll get beat sooner. But that's how I've got on uh, that side of the bracket. And then what about from your your South and Midwest regions? Oh, okay. My bad. I've got Ohio State advancing uh, from the South region. And then from the Midwest, I've got Illinois. There you have it. Straight from Wells Garner, Zach Himes. What's your final four looking like? So out of the West, I brought Gonzaga. Um, like Wells said, I think they can handle pretty easily up to that point. Uh, versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. Out of Let's the go. A bunch of homers. Um, Let's go. I, I do think I do think they have the ability to do it. Um, like Wells said, I, I mean, you know, John Petty's got to be on, but I think they are capable of uh, making a Final Four run, man. So I've got I've got Gonzaga and Bama in one matchup, and then um, I matched you up, Nash, on the on the South Midwest. I took the Baylor Bears and the the Fighting Illini of the University of Illinois uh, in that matchup. So. Yeah, guys, and I got to say, it really worried me when I had a one-versus-one matchup coming out of the South and Midwest because, gosh, how many times does that happen? Not often. So if the chalk holds, it will be a one-versus-one. But if not, and we know how how the tournament is, uh, it very well could not happen as well. But, Zach, I, along with you, have, have Baylor and Illinois. And ultimately, I have Gonzaga – moving on to the national championship against the Illinois Fighting Illini. And my choice for 2021 national champion is the Gonzaga Bulldogs, winning 75-70 to 70 over the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Wells, what about you, sir? Nash, this has the potential to, to be great for me and you here. I've got Gonzaga finally uh, ending the Tide's glorious run to the Final Four, uh, advancing to the championship. And then I've got Illinois advancing to the national championship over Ohio State. But since everybody's picking Gonzaga, I took the fighting Illini here. Oh, as your I'm national going, champion. As my national champion. All right. I'm going, I'm going with Ayo DeSumo and uh, Kofi Coburn here. That's an elite, an elite duo right there. To pull off the upset of upsets. Well, fellas, you know um... – I don't know how this managed to happen. I really don't. Because <laughs> we're but, the tripod, uh, baby. Make it a clean sweep in the championship matchup. Um, I've also got Gonzaga and the, the fighting Illini of Illinois. And uh, again, man, I, I like going third because I like I like being the, the rubber match per se. You know, when whenever Nash goes one way, Wells swings one way, it's like, now let's go to Zach and see which way Zach swung. That's actually the dissenting vote. Or not. Um, he's the, and he's, he's the gavel. I just I, I don't like I don't like the fact that Gonzaga has not lost yet. Um, and I think their first L is going to be to the fighting Illini uh, in the championship mm, game. Let's go. I, I don't like the undefeated run all the way. You know, I mean, I, I, they're a good program. Um, had a little scare in the in the in the conference tourney uh, championship game. But. You know, I don't like them going undefeated all the way. So I've got the Illini pulling that one off in the championship game by a final score of 77 to 73. A few years ago, we saw an undefeated uh, Kentucky Wildcat team with a plethora of future NBA players uh, make it to the final four and get upset 
uh, by Wisconsin. I think Absolutely. we're looking at a possible similar situation here. For sure. Absolutely. Well, fellas, I think those are some solid national championship predictions, if I do say so myself, considering we all had the same one. But, guys, the reason why I chose the Bulldogs is because they've just had such momentum all season. They have defeated the likes of – I think they've defeated Illinois already this season. Granted, I know you can't go by what has already happened. It's a new day. It's a new game. But I will go over their notable results as far as their wins go. They defeated Iowa, Kansas, Virginia, BYU, and West Virginia. Guys, those are all tournament teams. And so mm -hmm. I think Corey Kispert has been elite all year. I think he's going to be the absolute player to watch for Gonzaga and, and guys, I think they're going to make a super deep run. And I think that if there's ever been a year for them to win, they have obviously established themselves as, as the number one team in the country all season. And I think this is the year that they're going to do it. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. Also, when I'm in this group of, uh, of people in this uh, tournament challenge we have going on, uh, I feel like the majority of people will pick Gonzaga. So even if even if that was my pick, I feel like it'd be really hard to win picking the same team, you know, totaling the points up. Mm -hmm. So I went for the all-out haymaker and picked Illinois. If I do manage to get that game right, that would uh, put me and Zach up there at the top. That's right. And, Wells, I don't hate that pick because in addition to our A Few madmen bracket group, I filled out just randomly six other ones just because yep. – um, and out of those six, I have Gonzaga winning it one more time, but then I also have an Illinois pick, an Iowa pick, an Arkansas pick, an Ohio State pick, and a Baylor pick. So I've just got a plethora going on, just, just seeing, you know, if I can somewhat get into maybe the 90th percentile of the mm -hmm. brackets, that's my goal. So see, I, I feel we'll like see. this is a I feel like this is a year that you like you you could pick Gonzaga and still come in like fifth or sixth place in the group total of points. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It really just um, depends on how how far they can go because you, usually you it's like you, you'd have to be dead on accurate even up to the championship game pretty much to win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they're usually pretty good about making it to the elite eight. Uh, that's yeah. when they seem to face their, their stiffest competition. So, guys, I'm very excited and, and can't wait to see how this tournament plays out, just like I'm excited every year when this time rolls around. Thanks for listening. Here at the TSP, we're all about the power of three. This has been the Tripod Sports Podcast.